0: Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Cab Talk. Today, I'm sitting down with Cody, the operator of Official Dirt Game on Instagram. Cody, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you for being here. It means a lot. So uh, let's just go ahead and start this thing off. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience. Um, Maybe what you do in the construction industry and how you got there as well would be great. Well,
1: well, my name's Cody. I'm uh, 24 years old. Uh, I live in North Carolina, a little town called Taylorsville. Um, right now, I'm in between a excavator operator and a GPS dozer operator at the moment.
0: Very cool. How do you like that GPS dozer? Um,
1: it's actually, I mean, people people dog it all the time because you know it's not like it is in the old days. You know, you're not pulling strings and all that good stuff and using grade sticks, but but like when uh like right right. Next Wednesday, I believe, we're shipping out to uh, go out of town to build a landfill job. And from my past experience with GPS dozers, those really save the day when it comes to landfills and the fast pace you got to get those things in.
0: Yeah, I I haven't personally been able to operate a GPS enabled um, dozer, but I can only imagine how much easier it would make, you know, getting all that fine tuned precision work. I've heard that just about anybody can do it, though I don't believe that's all true. But yeah. you know, most of the older guys like to, to like to say that. Yeah, oh, a lot of crap. There, a
1: lot of the older guys that really haven't set in the seat on one. It, everyone believes that you just get in it and mash a button, and it kind of just does it for you. You're just kind of filling the spot in the seat. But I mean, there's models you have to follow on the screen and, and elevations, and I mean, it's just there's a lot to it. There's a lot more to it than just mashing that button. But I mean still you gotta operate the dozer. I mean if you got twenty foot of cut, you still gotta operate the dozer until you get down to that last couple of tenths before you can even mash that button.
0: Yeah. Oh well that makes total sense. I I expected it wasn't quite as easy as it was made out to be. Uh, but that's awesome. Uh what what kinda made you want to get into the construction industry?
1: Um I really I've kind of got a a typical story like leading up to getting into it. Um I've been around it really my whole life my my dad is he's i mean very seasoned he's probably working pushing 30 years of experience and uh he's been he's doing he's done it his whole life he started when he was 12 years old back in the back in the old days when they didn't really have nothing we have today but i kind of just i mean i obviously worked some some dead-end fast food jobs in high school and um my, my main goal actually was to be a firefighter i'm, I'm actually still a volunteer firefighter but my main goal was to be a oh, wow. uh, full-time firefighter and or paramedic, but uh, I had an injury when I was 18. I crushed my right hand and had to have uh, major surgery, three plates and 18 screws. Told me I'd never be able to use it again, but by the grace of God, I am. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of – I could never work in the grading industry until I was 18, do you know, all the laws and stuff, but I kind of just – when I turned 18 – got it out of my dad, and was like, hey, let me me get a chance, but they they kind of was frowning upon father and son working together, and they kind of worked out a deal, and I've been there ever since I was 18, so.
0: Wow, wow. Have you been enjoying it since then?
1: Absolutely. I I, I don't really think I could, people ask what, what I would be doing if I wasn't grading, and I really don't have an answer for that. I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I I really I think everyone I've talked to, you know, I, everyone says the same thing. Once you kind of get into it, you you love it. and You couldn't picture yourself doing anything else. And I, I think it personally, I love that you can see the tangible result of your hard day's work. Absolutely. You know, I mean, right there, you yep. you see what's been done. That's really rewarding for sure. Um, well, that's cool. So you you have about six years of uh, operating experience then. Yep,
1: round about that.
0: Great. Well. In your six years of experience, uh, have you learned any uh, tips or tricks or would you, do you have any advice to give someone that was, say, in your same position back six years ago, getting into the industry? I mean,
1: yeah. People ask all the time, ask me anyway, and some of the new guys we hire in my company, they ask, you know, how do I run this excavator? How do I run this dozer? And you really can't tell someone or give someone a tip Mm -hmm. really on how to run it. They just have to kind of... Like, what I did, I, I was, I mean, obviously, like anyone. I started in the trenches. I was out um, shoveling, I mean, doing labor work in the in the ditches and everything. And I finally just, you got to watch people operate the machine and see exactly what it does and why they do what they do. And then at that point, you kind of have a nice general idea. So when you get in the seat, you kind of know what you need to be doing. But, like, to just tell someone how to run it, that's theoretically impossible. But advice-wise, though, yeah. like, I would definitely tell people to, be humble when it comes to um operating like don't don't ever think that you're the best because that is a major major um killer in the industry I think is yeah. people's egos I guess, and just yeah, and just listen more than you speak. I mean, you can learn a lot from a lot of people that's done it before you that' had a lot of experience and yeah I would just say be humble and and uh listen more than you talk,
0: yeah. Well, that's great. I think that's great advice, and honestly, I'm sure people can probably take that advice no matter what they're trying to do, regardless of the construction industry. I think people kind of get ahead of themselves and act like they do know everything uh you know when they really don't, and no one ever knows everything there is to know about any one particular uh industry you know there's always more to learn yeah
1: that's, uh, that's the good thing about this industry though like you got like back in the day, you know they didn't have g p s so dozers. now today they do, and in the future, I mean, I've seen stuff on Instagram now they've got. Um, I saw a big like it was like a triple seven cat articulated dump truck that operated itself like it didn't even need an operator in the seat and you got skid steers that can be operated by remote control. I mean, there's new things every day. So I don't care who you are, you're never going to know everything. It's changing every day.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, and a great segue actually into my next question, which is: Has anything been coming out, or have you seen anything on the horizon um, in this industry that's really gotten you excited? I mean, I, you just mentioned a machine basically operating itself. I've personally never seen that, but that sounds pretty amazing. A little scary, but exciting at the same time. Yeah,
1: um, i actually. I was. Uh, it was last. It was the beginning of last summer, I believe. I can't remember the date exactly. It's probably I can look at the timestamp on my Instagram, but I went with uh, Caterpillar. They had a demo days that was released in uh, the skid there I was speaking of. Actually, it was there that they was controlling with the remote control. No one was in the seat. They was, like, operating it from afar. And uh, also the new, and I, I got to set these these new dozers they come out with, the D, the new D6, the new D6XE, and the 336 next-gen hex excavators. Um, the D6XE, the new GPS, System they have on that thing is absolutely phenomenal, and it it's a couple steps ahead of what I've been used to running. Um, because I, I would go to my superintendent, which is also my dad, and uh, I would tell him like, "Look, I can, I can like I could do this so much better if I could get a 3D view of what I'm actually doing instead of a 2D from the top looking down on the on the model of the GPS dozer." And if anyone runs a GPS, know what I'm talking about. But if like, yeah. when you're looking at it, you can literally touch your fingers on the screen and turn the screen and see the dozer like you were standing beside it. It's ridiculous. You can see what the job is supposed to look like done in a 3D model. It is it is wicked, and it's, wow. it really helps.
0: That is cool. And that only just came out, this like, on this year's model? Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, and uh, the, yeah, not, they're still rolling out. I mean, I've seen a lot of companies kind of leaning towards that that new next gen equipment they're coming out with and the 336 um hex i got to spend a little time with a guy his name's ryan neal he works for caterpillar um and uh he he was showing me like when when you do mass excavation with an excavator you as for my company we have load load counters like manual load counters you just like every time you load a truck and beat the horn and send the driver on his way you click the load counter it kind of Helps you with uh, yardage for the day what you've moved and the new ones yeah um in the new ones you've got this thing called payload and every time you beat the horn it counts it in the computer of the tractor. so it, it really takes away from losing your rhythm when you're loading trucks
0: that's cool trying to minimize that human error i guess Absolutely. in the field but there's a good amount of it, and, it's, and people aren't perfect, right? So it's hard to avoid that. Well, that's really cool. I actually hadn't really heard about that, but I definitely would. I can see how that will benefit the industry, uh, especially the new age of operators, just making things move faster and more effectively, really. And that's what we need. For sure. So moving on, uh, I was going to ask, You know, in your six years, have you encountered anything particularly crazy or unique do you have any cool or funny stories to share
1: um there is tons actually but one that uh really rings a bell we was actually talking about this the other day it's uh it's probably been three years ago i would say um we was on a job that was had a lot of rock and when you run into that situation as most know you would uh you'd call out a blasting crew and they would go in and drill holes down into the rock and and load it and shoot it and just pretty much blow the rock to the ring so it's loadable and uh Mm -hmm. we uh we went in we blasted all the rock started moving all the all the material out and everything and then we ran into a a spot that really didn't get shot too good and it was still pretty good pretty good sized boulder under the ground and we had a my dad was actually operating the excavator that day, and we was all just kind of sitting around watching him pop this rock and trying to get it out of the ground so we could get what we had to get to grade. And uh, he was tracking back and forth on the surface of the rock, and we noticed an undetonated blasting cap under his track.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And so, at that moment, when he caught it, it not—I mean, luckily, he caught it, and it was undetonated. So he stopped, and <sighs> shut the machine down and looked at us. We looked at him, there was like a moment of like complete silence and he was like, run. So we took off haul and tail across the job site and he had to call the blasting crew back out to come in and check it. But luckily
0: the, man. there
1: was no um powder or anything in the ground. It was just kind of fell out and it looked like it was connected.
0: Jeez, man, that would that would <laughs> scare me. That that that's crazy. I mean, could you imagine? That would have been insane. If that had powder, I mean, that would not be a good day.
1: Especially with the metal track rolling against
0: the rock and causing friction, that would, have definitely, that would have definitely blasted. Yeah. Set it off, r- ruined a piece of equipment, potentially injured, seriously injured a lot of people. I mean, man, that could have gone bad, but that, that's really crazy. You guys got lucky that day. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, thank you for sharing with us. I mean, that. That's definitely unique. I don't think anyone has. Uh, I mean, I'd hope no one's encountered a similar situation like that because I don't think they would have gone quite so lucky. Let's see. Is uh, well, I guess we're wrapping things up here. Um, you know, one thing that you had brought up that I thought was really interesting is that father-son dynamic. Um, and you run one of the most, at least from what I'm aware of, one of the most successful construction company pages, at least in the top ten of all of Instagram. Um, and, and if you don't mind me asking, I was just gonna see, you know, have you had seen any significant benefit on a business side of things, or have you gotten have you have you gotten a lot out of doing that? I mean, I'm sure it's quite fun to do it just on its own, but what, what type of benefits have you seen from having a successful Instagram or otherwise social media account uh, for a business? I feel like a lot of people in this industry don't really acknowledge the, the level of benefit that really being present on those social media platforms can bring to a company.
1: Yeah, um, I've actually ran into some scenarios where older, older generations um, actually frown upon it because I don't believe they fully understand the benefits of it and I guess it's uh, mm-hmm. just kind of like like rolling out and people are finally starting to see the benefits of it. But um, some things that I've noticed, I'm not I'm just, like, just to clear it up, that I'm just an operator. I'm nothing, you know, I'm nothing of the management sort. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to that point sometime in my career, but um, I have talked with some of the management, and a lot of them are really um, fond of the Instagram thing I'm doing. But one like, one thing I've noticed is, the younger generations that have no idea what exactly happens in a construction on a construction job site or the industry itself. um, They, they see the videos and it kind of pushes them more towards coming into the industry. And, you know, you know, it's awesome. It's cool. It's on Instagram. This guy got really cool videos. I'm going to go try it out. And I mean, we just actually hired a guy, I think this past week um, from, we've hired many, but one, of the most recent was last week. From, uh, he saw me on Instagram and gave it a shot. He actually traveled and, I believe, moved to North Carolina to work for us.
0: Wow. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And, and, you know, that's a really good point you make. I think there is somewhat of a stigma almost surrounding this industry that people think that it's almost like um, uh, the last resort or it's, you know, if all else fails, I'll go to construction. But when you really get in it, as you were saying, there's so much pride and it's it's, it's actually really exciting and a fun industry to be in. Uh, Honestly, I pity those who sit at a desk all day in an office, you know what I mean? I mean, I would so much rather be out there working with my hands, getting a little dirty and making things happen
1: that's a good thing about it is, I mean this everything changes daily you're not doing the same routine every single day and I mean it's everything changes something new all the time
0: yeah yeah it's really exciting so I think that's great that you know that accounts like yours exist to kind of to change that. You know, change that negative stigma around it and, and really show people that it is a really great industry. It, it not only it pays well, obviously, but it, you know, it's exciting, it's it's rewarding and and I think that's really awesome. So, I mean, I hope that more accounts like yours become popular and, and it that uh, construction as a as a whole kind of gets more into the mainstream than it has in the past. I think, I think that's starting to shift. In the recent months, I've really been noticing a lot more big players getting into the game. But, uh, but I do think that you've had a significant impact on it. So I, I'm, I appreciate you sharing how it's benefited you and your company uh, from, from doing so. Hopefully that'll spark someone or motivate someone to really uh, to do the same in their own company. So, uh, now basically it, I just would like to ask, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? You can take this opportunity to, uh, you know, advertise or do anything, anything that you're currently working on, um, or, you know, it could be the end of it.
1: Um, I mean, just, I want to hop back on the Instagram account thing real quick. I just, uh, it actually, the Instagram thing started as, uh, something fun to do and, I got uh, got to looking through some of the accounts that kind of do the construction thing, the videos and everything. I ran across a couple and reached out and just wanted to shout one guy out. His name's Connor, the Digger Driver. He's on Instagram. He's the first one I saw, and um, he helped me out tremendously. Kind of shouted me out, gave me a little boost to keep growing. And then, um, yeah, I and mean, mainly the whole reason I started the Instagram thing was to actually create a uh, an apparel company for construction operators because i noticed i mean not down in any other companies that that do it but i noticed there's some that you know doesn't really have a a brand for operators to like where on the job side and stuff like that and i and i kind of wanted to spark that up it's very new and still still growing yeah. and everything
0: Yeah, I just saw your post. I think it was just a few days ago, was it not, of uh, a new line of T-shirts and things that you're coming out with? Yeah, they're
1: rolling out all the time. That's awesome. I'm actually trying to get something set up more like a patriotic thing, red, white, and blue. Um, I've got a designer actually in Nebraska. I used to uh, to come and visit a lot, but lately he's been on on the road and doing some business things, but he's uh, helping me out a lot with the designs and stuff.
0: Very cool. Well, that is exciting. You know, it, it, kind of going off what you said, it seems like just about everyone is either wearing, you know, that neon orange or the neon green. Yep. It's almost like a, a trademark of the industry, you know, and, and obviously they're you know, easy to spot. But I, it's awesome that someone is getting out there and, and maybe bringing a little sense of fashion or some, some cool designs into it to, to change things up a little bit. That is really cool. Well, sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Cody. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking this time um, to talk. I, I think we covered some really awesome things. Um, I'd love to see how they progress. Maybe in a, in a little bit of time, we can uh, have you on again and follow up on this. That'd be great. Love to. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you again, Cody. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to today's podcast and, and I wish you all the best. Well, that's all for today. Stay tuned because you never know what may be coming up on next week's episode of Cab Talk.